everybody. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining us again today. We're here to talk about TV, movies, film, all that kind of news, entertainment news, pop culture, and how it affects you. My name is Brian Cruz. I'm joining here you joining you here again tonight, as always. And joining me live again here at the studio is Miss Sabrina Vittori, my co-host. Welcome to the program, Sabrina. How are you doing tonight? Hi, wonderful. How are you? Good. Uh, you're doing great. It's uh, it's a great Wednesday so far. Sabrina works at Hawk Anamorphic in Hollywood, California for all your rental lens needs. Hit up Hawk because Hawk is the place to be. And so this is our, what, it's like our sixth show right now this year. We have a lot to talk about the Golden Globes. We're going to talk about, you know, some Walking Dead news. There's a lot of stuff, but most of the Golden Globes, because that was big yesterday. But joining us today for the very first time here on Cruise Control is Chris and Joanna Panico. Welcome to the program, Chris and Joanna. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you for being here on Cruise Control. We're so excited to be here with you tonight. So excited. How's your, night been? How's your day been? Yeah, I think that sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> we did that perfectly. Right? It. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed Chris it. and Joanna are also actors. They produce their own show called Bitchin' in the Kitchen. You can find it on all your social media platforms, the Panico Way, if you will. Find them at, at the Panico Way as well. They're doing their own social media stuff. Chris works on set. Joanna's an actor. They're both actors. They're here, as we say, actors talking about the news live here tonight. So thank you for being here. We got a lot to talk about, though. We're going to dive right in like we always do. It's time for some breaking news. So in the news today, we talked about this briefly before. We're going to talk about this a little bit more because the trailer came out for Greece, the rise of the pink ladies. That's right. Coming out April 6th on Paramount Plus. And the whole thing with this, of course, we talked about before. It's a prequel before the actual TV show itself started. Or the TV show, the movie actually starts. A TV show series musical again. Hey, GR, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here tonight. And uh, I, I love trailer. Ty. Look at these people. Ty's here too. Welcome, <laughs> Ty. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Cruise Control. Uh, but here's a little bit what the creator said about Greece, rise of the pink ladies. Our characters will get to experience from a different lens how those experiences overlap with others, a marginalized identity. That's a very weird statement, by the way. It really is. Um, That's what they're saying I, about the I, show. I, it really does not make a lot of sense. Um, I think we have this opportunity to present another struggle that overlaps with things dealing with today, like racism. So apparently there's a lot of overlapping and some more overlapping, and then there's some marginalized things happening as well. So let's, that's just a sum up for you there. It's like an onion. Yeah. yeah that, keep peeling it back. <laughs> well, this trailer came out, though. Chris and Joanna, did you see the trailer today that popped out? I think it came out actually over the weekend. Um, yeah, so now they're prequel. They're dealing with diversity. They're changing up Greece a little bit. Still musical. Do you think this is a good idea, or do you think that you saw the trailer and it's like hot trash? Okay, I have thoughts. <laughs> Um, which is not unusual. A uh, couple things. One, I do like the idea of a good prequel. I think the trailer looks good. Here's my problem. One, I think I just, I'm just constantly with ones, by the way. I don't have any other numbers. Just the one. Just the one. <laughs> um, I think that most people, when they do a trailer, put their best work in to the trailer. And I was like, if this is the best work, I'm not sure I'm going to love it. 
Um, but I do love the concept of it. I love a musical. I break out into song. Like they didn't call me, which is really surprising. <laughs> I mean, come um, on. <laughs> I love it. I loved Grease. So I love the concept of it. I think the onion peeling thing might get a little annoying. Your thoughts? I've never yeah. seen Grease in my life. Okay. Never saw Grease your whole life, Chris? Never. I'm sorry. I, well, I can't believe you said that on camera. Can't the one thing you need to know, Chris, <laughs> and I is that Grease is the word. Grease is the word. <laughs> but I, it's a good word. Yes. Yes. Did you see I the trailer though, Chris? Yes, I did. What do you think about the trailer? Does it look like it's good? Do you think it would be a good idea? No, it doesn't look like it's good. <laughs> a period piece about these greasers called T the T with T birds, right? And the the, the pink ladies. And the pink ladies. Something no. <laughs> no, I just don't think it looks good. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, mean, I don't know. I, it's not for everyone. It's not. I will say I, it's not yeah. going to be for everybody. I no. I don't understand. So musicals aren't for everyone, right. and that's the thing. They are for yeah. me, thankfully, but it's not for everybody. So, and it has to be done well for me. And Sabrina's the opposite. Sabrina does not right. like musicals at all. So, Sabrina, you saw this trailer. What do you think? Are did this make you more excited for Rise of the Pink Ladies? It actually made me less excited. Okay. I was less excited after seeing the trailer. I'm going to take a hard pass, as I said the other day, on Rise of the Pink Ladies. A very hard pass. Stern, I will not be Thank wavering. You. There is, it's not happening. Very hard pass. <laughs> I and mean, if I find it on in my house, if someone else put it on, I will yeah. immediately shut it off and yell. Just FYI, anybody. Anybody, in this, like in, this, uh, <laughs> anybody in, this, in this room right now, in this, virtual room do not yes. put this shit on in my house okay <laughs> i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna say it right now i'm gonna check it out just because i'm interested to see what they do with it if it's anything like the original if it has that kind of energy that momentum of course all new stars you can't have the original cast back because it's a prequel which works well for modern day stuff too it's hard to get travolta to do tv i think the original and cast is a bit of the age is probably inappropriate travolta, for the musical not too long ago but I mean, there's also the elephant in the room. Isn't Olivia Newton-John dead? Uh, Well, I mean, yes. So, I mean, yes, there's yes. some people you can't bring back. And additionally, I mean, no one wants to see, I get it. Like, it, and it was hard for me in the front end to have like 35-year-olds playing teenagers. It was difficult yeah. for me to swallow. <laughs> but having 75-year-olds play teenagers, now we're at a different it's level. Really, really big problem. I can't, really do big it. Problem. I can't buy it. But that's like modern TV, though, isn't it? Like, if it seems like if you get cast a lot of times, if you're 30, all of a sudden you're playing 18. Look at the kid. I remember when Hannah Montana was out, her older brother was like 32, and he was supposed to be like 16, 17 on that show. That's Hollywood, though. But that's always been because yeah, that, even that, that, the like 90210, they were like 30. May he rest in peace. <laughs> Luke Perry was straight like 35. Like, he was like, I have a kid that's the age of these kids. That's fine. The the Glee they people were all old. The, yeah. the Glee people were old and they were playing yeah. yeah. high school. So it's well, good. They were it's high for like seven I, years. Like I don't know. It happens all the time, but by the time you need Botox, you need to stop being playing like you're in high school. Like <laughs> you're Botox. You're now in the mom kid, bracket. Thank you. That that won't stop a lot of people. Yeah. I tell you when I, I mean, first moved to LA. I was saying when I first moved to LA, I was like I was like 23, 22. I remember I went to the doctor just for a random checkup. And he's like, might be time to start that Botox. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? Who said that That's Hollywood. Yeah, the doctor that? did to me. Uh, the doc yeah. uh, 
I went to a doctor for like my Crohn's when I first had issues. Yeah. And he said Botox? I, I, Botox. I mean, you still look super young, so I can't even imagine. Look, like, that's yeah, I can't, That's, that's, yeah. I'm just saying, that's this town, though. I appreciate the uh, compliment. I, that's this town, you know? <laughs> like, get that Botox in now. Yes. <laughs> but the question is for everybody out there, we got a lot to talk about. We get the moving on because we have to. What do you think about Rise of the Pink Ladies? Do you think it looks good? Did it make you excited about the series? Or are you saying to yourself, please leave Grease alone? Don't mess with my childhood or my adult or my maybe it's your teenage years. I don't know, whatever it is. Leave us some comments and let you let us know because love to hear from you. We're gonna move on to our next subject because again, we gotta keep moving this. This ship has to keep going. So this came up again. Remember this movie came up when I was like in high school, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. If you've heard about that, well, apparently they're making a show. Of course they are. They're making a show called, well, they haven't announced the name of it yet, but it's based off the series. It's based off four or five martial art artists that are coming in there into their own. And they're going to bring back a lot of the original creators. And this guy actually signed with Sony. And we have a whole story about that. So we're going to get into that right now. Uh, there's a new series in development at Sony. Writer-producer Jason Ning is in expanding his relationship with Sony Pictures Television, signing an overall deal with the studio. One of his projects is based on the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon movie that was famously adapted by Ang Lee. The film was produced and distributed by Sony, making the title a lucrative IP in the studio's library. It's time for some Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, apparently. Um, <laughs> so... I saw this movie when I was like in high school. I remember being on VHS. Chris, do you remember this movie? Yeah, I thought they should have renamed it Crouching Tiger Sleeping Dragon because Joanna's I mean, Jesus, I, I feel it was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. It really was. And and it was like the special effects, the martial arts at the time. They're using a lot of wire work they didn't use back in the day. So when people saw this, it was a spectacle. It was before The Matrix. It was this big thing. It was on VHS. It was breathtaking for a lot of people a lot you didn't see a lot of this in theaters before so chris and joanna did you see this in theaters before or did you end up watching it on vhs or just just hear about the hype um i watched it on vhs and i wish i hadn't when i saw it um (laughs) it was definitely not i was not a major um this what it wasn't my genre I'll say that it's like it's like Sabrina yeah. and Chris with the with the musicals, which are my middle name. It was like I was like <laughs> and a hard pass for me. Like I'm over it. Yeah, Chris, I, you ever I see it before? Two minutes of it. Two minutes. You saw a few minutes of it. Two. <laughs> it's not two minutes of it. Well, I mean, the, the martial arts was fantastic. Um, and, and if, and if it's by some of the original people, I think it could be like really good if they do a show based off it. But then again, it's been since the nineties, uh, Sabrina, you hear this. What do you think? Do you think this is a good idea to make a show based off this or think that they should leave crouching tiger hidden dragon in the past? If I said it once, I said it a million times, like get a new idea, please get a new idea, please. Like I well, can't, maybe they could make it handle. better. I don't know. Yeah, You're not maybe they can, but ninety percent of the time it's shit, and like they make it worse. And it's like, why did you mess with something that wasn't broken? Yeah. Like I just, if there was, if maybe you just had some like screenwriting competitions or people like I don't know something, find new talent because like it's super annoying that everything that comes out is a prequel or a sequel or a postquel yeah. or a you know gonna be quel like or a remake. I've had enough. It's like just yeah. just do something new and original, honestly. Um, yeah. You know, I did the fight scenes were amazing in that movie. 
you know, the storyline was not super great in my opinion, but the fight scenes were awesome. You know, the way they were flying through the air, it was very graceful. It was almost like a dance, which I appreciated as a dancer. Um, You know, so I'm not saying I won't watch it. I'm just saying like, it's, I just wish that there was more new things to, to grab onto in Hollywood, to enjoy in Hollywood. I feel like we're just recycling so much material and it's just, it gets old to me. And the way this is going is probably going to be on Amazon because this creator also is doing the Spider-Man series, the Silk Spider-Man series. That's the first time they're doing something original for Amazon, which is weird because it's owned by Disney. So it's odd that they're allowing that to happen. So it's the same creator. So he's going to bring this to life. I mean, to me, if it's the same people behind it, it'll look good probably if they put enough money into it. Amazon's been just throwing and throwing money at shows. So maybe it'll have enough money where it'll be good. I don't know. Uh, I bet they make money. It can, it'll, it'll, probably, it'll probably make some money. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But this is really just the initial initial announcement. They just came out and said, hey, this is happening. So we just want to let you know about it from the insiders here. And uh, we're not that excited about it, I think, right? We're not that excited. Collectively, but, no. <laughs> but it's still breaking news. Breaking news. It's still breaking news. <laughs> and it might be something. If you love the show and you still have that cassette tape or that VHS tape, you're going to pop it in and watch it right now. You might want to know about this because your favorite show is coming no, back. No one has after a VCR. Show, well, not right now. Just after this. <laughs> not right yeah. now. After not the program. <laughs> GR said maybe they can make it a musical. <laughs> maybe they can, you know. They're doing that Joker movie as a musical. So, I mean, like, that's weird, too. But they're doing it. Lady Gaga's going to be Harley Quinn. A musical, basically. Yeah. Lady Gaga. Yeah. So can you imagine her as Harley Quinn? Lady Gaga? Chris, you, Chris, you worked with Lady Gaga before, right? Can you imagine her as Harley Quinn? Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Uh, yes, I could. I could imagine her as anything. Anyone. Um, she's a genius. She wants. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she's, she's, I mean, she's great. I think it could yeah, be a great opportunity. She wants to be uh, because she has. Oh, I think I think we have a moment here. We're, we're, I think we're on the Panico. So since you guys are he- still here. Yeah. Um, we can uh, we we put the crouching tiger to bed. We're on to Lady Gaga. I think she'd Lady be a good Gaga. Harley Quinn too. She's got that uh, bit of too. crazy in her. She would. Yes. I, think she's she's a, I think she's a very good actress. I do too. I, well, yeah. no, she is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We just kept talking about Lady Gaga, so don't worry. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm excited about this a little bit. I don't know. We have to move on. We have a lot to talk about. So, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs> if you're excited about it, you like it, leave us some comments and we'll talk about it later and bring up some more as it gets developed further because we'll see what happens with it. All right, we're going to move on to our next subject. This is one too that I heard. And I'm like, Kiefer Sutherland's coming back. Oh, I, I moved on to the wrong slide. Hold on. Wrong slide, everybody. This, this is a live show. Well, like, Kiefer Sutherland is coming back. Coming so back. Kiefer Sutherland has a show called Rabbit Hole coming out. And it's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus will launch Rabbit Hole, a spy drama series starring the 24 alum on Sunday, March 26th. The eight-part series will launch with two episodes and then will drop weekly on Sundays in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, and then Kiefer went on to talk about the show a little bit, too. Here's a little bit more description, though. Rabbit Hole stars Sutherland as John Weir, a master of deception in the world of corporate espionage. He is framed for murder by powerful forces with the ability to influence and control populations. So this show is coming out. And the first thing I think of really is Jack Bauer. It seems like a little bit like 24 in a way. 
And so I think that he's probably doing it because of that. And it's by a lot of the same creators as 24. So I'm thinking that's got to have some insight into why it's going to be like this espionage thing. He's got to run around and shoot people probably and be Jack Bauer again. Um, so Sabrina, you hear about this. Is this peak your interest? Are you excited to see Kiefer play a role like this again? Or do you think that this just sounds like, why are we doing this? Um, I mean, I like, I like weird TV, you know, stuff that's like not been done before, as I just said with the recycle situation. So, um, it's the, what his explanation made it sound even more weird. Um, so I'm kind of into it to see what's going on with the rabbit hole. I, I like Kiefer Sutherland. I watched that stupid designated survivor show and he was really good. He does some serious whisper acting. Um, I also yeah, uh, ran into him at a bar uh, by my house, and he's super no, nice. So I support nice people. He was at a bar. He was at a bar. I'm just kidding. He was at a bar. I know. I was a nice kidding. bar. I, I was and kidding. He was very nice. He was very nice to everybody. So the, one of the people I was with was very excited and like went over and started talking to him, and I was mortified, but he was really, really nice. Um, so I support him. And the, the people who created it are... They're, they're co-directors. They work together a lot. And they did like the pilot episode of This Is Us. And they did um, Crazy Stupid Love. Um, and there was something else uh, that they did. All very successful things. So, I mean, I think I think it has a lot of potential. I would, I would definitely check it out. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, Kiefer does a great job. I love his style. His whisper acting. It's kind of awesome. He'll be like, <laughs> Jack Barr is going to come after you right now. You know? <laughs> Chris and Joanna, you hear about this. Do you think this is a great idea? Do you think it sounds like it's going to be fun? Of course, there's not much information about it right now, but do you think this is something that you might, you know, perk your interest and want to check out when it actually comes out on TV? I'm I'm glad you asked. Um, (laughs) First of all, I will say I've worked with Kiefer. And let me be very clear, of all the people I worked with, he was the one person that when I came in contact with him, I was like, (gasps) Oh my god! I love this. Like, and I didn't have that feeling until I was in his physical presence, and I was like, "Oh my god, I should run for my life! Like it's going to happen." Um, and he does have that very good Liam Neeson like whisper situation happening, where yeah. he's like, "I will find you!" Like, and you're like, "What me? Like, don't come for me!" Um, this could be a good comeback for him. And I like that it is similar to Twenty Four. But I really think that they're going to do a good job of differentiating it. So unless it's like 23 and starts counting down, which I will probably like reach over and stop like, someone. Stop it. <laughs> um, they really redid 24. I love it. Like, I love the idea. I love the concept. Chris, you hear about this. Are you excited about it? Do you think it's going to be great? Or do you think it's uh, that Kiefer should try to find something different with his career? No, I think he should keep on. This is, I think this will be his comeback don't call it a comeback don't call it don't a call it a comeback mm. probably won't. Uh, no but it, it does um yeah and for Kiefer, i hear he's great like joanna was saying and and also i also heard like on 24 he had a a chess board and he would randomly challenge people to chess and he just sit there and like if you walk by he have like a like a couple pack of cigarettes and he just chain smoke and he would be like sit down and play chess with me and then the crew would I'm try sure to avoid him. I'm production loved that. Yeah, yeah. People would try to <laughs> avoid him, delay like delay shooting because it would delay shooting sometimes. But I hear he was great about that. Anybody and everybody, he could just challenge anybody. But let's play some chess. So, hey, <laughs> I wonder if he'll come back. I'm not trying to get in the way of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm kind of excited about this. So I did like 24 a lot. I thought it was a great show. I had a fun time with it. Even when they came back later. 
Um, and he had like a series, it was like a season like way after the fact. And then they did a reboot. The reboot wasn't as good as the actual show. You can't do it without Jack Bauer, I don't think. Uh, but they tried and you know, it failed, of course. So and they, there was talk about doing more 24, but I guess this is probably the next best thing if you're a 24 yes. fan. So what's everybody think out there? Let us know. We got to move on because we get to those Golden Globes eventually. We got another thing to talk about before then, though. I want to talk a little bit about The Walking Dead. Now, The Walking Dead just ended the original show, and it's been on for way too long, if you ask me. But now they're talking about all the spinoffs that are going to be happening. Oh, yes. The Walking Dead's not done. I know the I know Fear the Walking Dead is out there right now, and that's coming to a conclusion. May and June is the first half of the last season, and then later on in the year will be the second half of that, and then that's done. But that's not the end of The Walking Dead. There's more, according to The Hollywood Reporter. The Andrew Lincoln series is moving forward. The cable outlet has set a release slate for the next four shows in its Walking Dead universe, beginning with the eighth and final, AMC says, season of Fear of the Walking Dead on May 14th. It will be followed by a June premiere of The Walking Dead, Dead City, starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen. And your favorite. The Norman, what? Je Jeffrey, your favorite. Oh, yeah, I don't like him. Um, and Lauren Cohen and the Norman Reedus-led The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, later that year. Finally, a series featuring Lincoln and Gurria. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Reprising their roles as Rick Grimes and mm, Michonne is yeah. set to begin Michonne. production this year in 2024 debut. Yeah, I'm sorry. These names are very strange. I, I apologize. The rollout continues with AMC's biggest franchise ever at the November 2022 series finale of The Walking Dead. Yeah, so that just ended. That was a lot. So that it, it was it was a lot. Yeah, I, I appreciate you reading that, Sabrina. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of weird names. The, I don't want to miss so if I mispronounce anyone's name, I apologize. So Andrew Lincoln's getting his own spin-off with Michonne, and it's like their whole relationship. And he left the show years ago because he was wanting to have, have time with his family. He didn't have enough time. He's working on The Walking Dead all the time. He had no time with his family. He stepped away. So he left the show. They killed him off, but they didn't kill him off, actually. And then they're also going to do this Jeffrey Dean Morgan show where they go to New York City, apparently, and they're going to find The Walking Dead there. And then they're going to do one where Daryl, I guess, wakes up on the beach in Paris, and he's dealing with the zombies there. Okay, so... The Walking Dead for myself, personally, I was watching the original show. I never really got into Fear of the Walking Dead. I know they did like online stuff too. I eventually had to quit. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. It just got too much of the same over and over and over again. I think the show had been canceled like three or four seasons ago. It would have been great. But anyways, we're going to do three more shows. Okay. All right. Chris and Joanna, you hear about this. Have you seen The Walking Dead at all? Were you ever a fan? Did you quit at some point or did you barrel through the whole thing? And do you think it's a good idea to keep going forward? with this franchise. I don't like the word quit. We quit. Yeah. That's what happened. That's really what happened. <laughs> we, quit we hit it and quit it. Um, We were over it before it was like, when no, it no. was, we were into it when it was Not big we. and then we were over no, it. No, no, I think we watched the first. We watched a couple seasons. Um, This is the, this is the quintessential, I love that word. This is a quintessential moment of something being beaten and beaten and beaten. When Sabrina was talking about prequels and sequels and duquels and prequels, this is it. Like, this is it. <laughs> like, if you're going to end it, just end it. And if you want to yeah. do something else with zombies or something, pick something up or put it into a movie. Like, I'm into, like, when they did the um, that show, that British show, and it was a show, and then it became, and then they made a movie out of it. The big one. That's you very specific. 
very specific English show, which was like English countryside. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, but it was about Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Got it. Ding, ding, ding. You have a show. Joanna. Show is like really. Thank you. Sorry. If the show is really popular. And then you're like, oh, we finished it, but we want to do something. Do a movie. Why are we doing, like, here's 74 spinoffs. Joanna, if I may say, if I may say, that Downton Abbey movie sucked. It was horrible. Understandable. I wish I didn't watch it. It actually, I liked the series, and I was very upset that they made that movie. It ruined it for me. But... I feel like that is potentially even better than them doing 74 spinoffs. We're like, remember this relationship? It comes oh, yeah, back. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want any spinoffs. I agree with you. I don't want I any spinoffs. I was bored even just saying. reading when Sabrina was reading. She does a wonderful <laughs> job. But I was literally bored with them being like, and then this relationship. And then hold on. Wait, this relationship. And then this I know, right? like, no, I'm over it. It's so much. And it's like. Do we not have new ideas? And I get that The Walking Dead was a hit. I get it. But I mean, I know there's a lot of people that had fatigue from the series because it was the same thing kind of fatigue. over and over again. They tried. They, they, I'm just saying there was fatigue. You were, it's, I you had were it. fatigue. We've had enough. Had enough. So why are we doing, why are we washing up on a beach in Paris? How do you get to Paris all of a sudden? I mean, why are we going, I mean, why don't we just, here's the thing. They stayed in the same fucking, same town all the time. So why, why, why do we not just like maybe during that show branch off to these new cities? Why didn't we go to New York during the Walking Dead actual show? Why didn't we go to Europe? Oh, okay. So now we're going to do it later. I call it bullshit. That's all I'm saying. Thank you, Brian. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be good. I mean, maybe I mean, the actors are great, but... When is enough enough? That's my question. When is enough now. enough? Now. It's already there. We should all have shared yeah. Enough. Yeah, I think I think they just need to quit on this and let it be, but they're not going to. They see this train, this gravy train, and they're getting on it and they're gonna keep it going, going, going well, until they've milked it's this AMC's, dry. AMC's like most successful thing that they've ever done. So that's why they're you know holding on for dear fucking life. Um, and it's absurd. It's exactly like Joanna said, being it's like that SNL sketch that was really funny, and then all of a sudden you're like, Wow, it was so funny, but now you really it's you took it too far. And now I'm sitting here like this and waiting for it to end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's enough. And now they're having three separate spinoffs. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like who greenlit yeah. that? I would like to know. Like what, what, let's, can we get a hold of that guy? Cause I'm pretty sure we could pitch him anything. It will be good. Like who, find out who that guy is. I got a couple ideas for you, buddy. And they're not After the they've same already done a spinoff. over and over again. They've yeah. already done a spinoff. I mean, they were doing a spinoff the same time it was on. Yeah. I know. Is there another one, preacher or something like preacher so something? No, no, no. Let's bring a werewolf in. Let's like let's yeah. let's mix it up. That's different. I'm way. done with the zombies, yeah. please. And you know the show did. I mean, the Walking Dead did kind of move a little bit, but I'm saying it was never like we didn't push it the boundaries. You know, it's like we're in the same kind of area the whole time. Okay, we're in a jail now. Great. Now we're in a town. Okay, great. Now another town. That's awesome. You know, I'm just saying like they could do more. They could just do more, but they didn't. So anyways, that's The Walking Dead, everybody. If you love this show and you're like, yeah, Walking Dead, there's more coming. If you're like me and you're like, ah, I tuned out years ago, you're probably thinking the same thing we're all thinking right now. WTF, mate. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, we got to move on because it's time to get into that featured topic of the night. We have a lot to talk about with this. And I really want to give it time. Joanna, you have something to say before we move on? 
No, I don't. No, she just raises I'm her doing, hand like I'm this. Just, I don't know what the. I'm giving she them something this, to look like, at. I'm just giving them something. You I'm do this, though. And, I was and, like, yes, because we're going to the featured okay, event of the night. I'm I know, like, but, I'm ready. I know, but you do this, and okay, people think you have something Fine, to say. I'm from the East Coast. I'm from the Guys, you did have something else to say, I, I want to make sure you have time before we move on. So Ty just said saying. great. Ty just said great guest host. You guys live up to it. Stop, it. Stop with the bickering. <laughs> Thank you, Ty. Check you is in the mail, Ty. Check is in the mail. All right. It's time to get on to our featured story of the night. So here we go. All right, all right, all right. The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes were last night. A lot of winners, a lot of upsets, maybe, if you will. Maybe not. Maybe you expected a lot of this. Maybe you didn't. So we're going to dive into all this because it was quite the show. If you haven't seen it, uh, hopefully you watch it later. There's replays on Peacock TV. You can go on your Peacock app and see it right now. If you want, after the show, you can watch it after we talk about it. Watch it on Uh, the clock. Yes. Get on on that peacock (laughs) and check it out. So I have a bunch of slides here just kind of saying the winners. And But before we get into that, I just want to talk about Eddie Murphy for a second. Because Eddie Murphy, I think, had one of the best moments. And of course, all the Hollywood Reporter and Deadline, everybody's talking about it. But here's what Eddie Murphy had to say. I want to let you know that there's a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind, he said. There's a blueprint, and I followed it my whole career, and it's very simple. Just do these three things. Pay your taxes, mind your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. Bam. (laughs) Straight from his mouth, (laughs) which I thought was pretty epic. (laughs) I thought it was pretty epic. Did Did he tell people not to look him in his face when he was speaking? (laughs) that's real that's some real he was on the stage and he wasn't up there long he he really took it he didn't like make it a moment too much but he had fun with it and of course everyone's talking about this again because the slap happened last awards season so it's kind of like in people's minds like i mean it wasn't at the golden globes but it it is still people are thinking about it you know so it was kind of funny they said that i mean eddie murphy's a funny guy He, he shows his comedic timing right there he was probably waiting to say he's probably itching to say that shit out loud um, so Sabrina, you hear this, what do you think? Do you think this is a good thing to say on, on TV or, or do you think that he should left the past in the, in the past and not brought it up again? I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's a good thing. I will say that it was hilarious. Like it was one of the only times I really, I laughed during the show, him and Jennifer Coolidge, uh, were really my two, my two highlights. Oh, she was amazing. Jesus I Christ. laughed when she presented, Jesus. I was dying. When Jesus. she accepted, I was dying. Like so, she she gave me I, I she gave me some good laughs and and Eddie Murphy for sure gave she was great. Laugh, I laughed, funny. I cried. It was better than cats. Shit. She was amazing. I didn't expect him to say that. I was like waiting for like his advice. I was like, okay, pay your taxes. Okay, that's funny. I guess. Um, mind your business. Okay, great. And then when he said that, I was like, oh, it just caught me by surprise, and I laughed out loud. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty great. Chris and Joanna, you heard this. What do you think about that? Were you were you surprised to hear him say this, or do you think it was a great moment? Um, I was surprised. Not surprising, though, because Eddie Murphy often says things that I find hilarious and unexpected. Um, I thought it was a I thought it was a highlight of the night. I definitely someone mentioned in the comments that he was the highlight. A hundred percent. I'm like, he made me laugh. And I disagree with that. 
highlight. That's but, fine. You can you can disagree. Yeah. Um, but and but when he was giving the notes, and I was like, I can do it. And then I was like, I've done all those things. Like, how come I'm not famous? Like, what's going on? <laughs> it was hilarious. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I thought it was everything. Pretty, everything no, can't was, be like a poignant yes, speech about yes, racism yes. and how like. You know, it's like everyone's giving the poignant racism, racist, racism speeches. And I'm like, after seven or eight of those, I'm kind of good. So I like a good, like, funny moment that doesn't go too far. I don't feel like it went too far. And that was yeah, no, that's true. I yeah, I thought it was very lighthearted. It's, it's, it's having fun with the moment, too. And, you know, it's and, and Will Smith is already kind of moving on from it as it is. So it's like we should be able to joke about it, right? We should eventually he got over the hump. He's got a movie out. Everything's fine. It's all Every, good. Every, no one's mad at him anymore. Yeah. It's cool. He's yeah. like, I can't go to the Oscars for another 10 years or whatever, but I feel good yeah. about it. He, but he, I know. he went on a high note. He won. So he's cool. He, he, he won the 100%. Oscar. He's like, I'll see yeah. you in 10 years. It's he all put good. them in their place. He was like, I wasn't gonna be up for an award for a while anyway. So we're good. Right. He's sitting <laughs> at the red table. And and Jennifer Coolidge, I want to go back to her for a second too Get because I thought on the next everything. God damn, sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> God good. damn it. Put her on the Walking Dead sequels. No, put, put her, her in there. Oh, this is so weird. Her start zombies. This is odd. <laughs> she should have hosted. Should've. First of all, she should have. She should have. She should have her own TV show. I find her she's she really yeah. is. She's so funny. I don't know if it's her first speech was great when she was, you know, announcing when she was introducing, and she had her whole story about having the Crocs and her Italian yeah. dress. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the difference between I'll say this: it's the difference between her story, which was very similar to what was her his name Gerard, because I call him Jared. Yeah. I'm like that's what your freaking name. Is. Yeah, Carmichael. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Yeah. When Gerard was doing his introductory speech and I was falling asleep. When oh, he was we'll like, get to, hey, Cole, are we going to get to him, by the way? Or whatever. Uh, we're going to get into that right now. Why not? We're the there. Oh, no. well, well, but wait, just to say, wait. like, the difference is that's when you can tell a seasoned veteran telling a story who's funny versus yeah. someone that you're like, when the... But it's just the difference. I'm like, with him, I was falling asleep. And with her, I was hanging on her every word. Yeah, I, I was I excited to see his 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 uh his monologue too, of course. And then like the one thing I'll say about that I thought was kind of tacky, and I'll say this is that he's actually saying his salary on the air, which to me is like you really got to yeah, say that out loud, especially in a time where you know people are struggling and stuff like that. You're talking about oh five hundred grand, like whatever, and it's like that's a lot of money. So I I would never say that as a professional, but. You know, some people, he's also a comedian, so he can joke about stuff that a lot of us wouldn't joke about. But that was oh, the one thing that really... Folks. You could have oh, very geez. easily said, you could have very easily said, you know, and I told her how much, and she said, well, you better go yeah. and fucking work. You know what I mean? Like, he very 100%. easily could have left out the amount yeah. of money. Like, like how you turn that money down? I feel yeah. like she, he, I feel like he mentioned the amount of money because he wanted people to know that it was such a large amount of money as opposed to leaving it to your mind where he's like, wealthy people will think a large amount of money is this amount of money, but poor people will think this amount of money is this amount of money. And I'm like, that's all well and good. First of all, I wanted to address, cause I'm back to just my first, cause I don't have any other numbers. But when <laughs> Ryan said, 
He's a comedian. And I'm like, I didn't find anything he said funny. He was a story. It, I, it found, was like a, I, was, I found that every time he said something that was supposed to be funny, it was very like tee hee tee hee. Well, it like, came it out like a librarian awkward. reading a story to yeah, the it children. Yeah, felt really awkward. Like, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. He even sat down. He just sat down and told that sat story. Down. I'm a saying. Wait, so said Chris, I, I he was the funniest thing besides yeah, Miss Coolidge. Oh, I thought God his, damn I thought it. His pink, God damn it. I thought his pink, <laughs> uh, his pink tuxedo was the funniest thing besides Jennifer Coolidge, but I didn't find him funny. I, he had so many wardrobe changes. He was like Beyonce up there. He, he was. He changed a lot. <laughs> he even I mean, made a joke I about it, like, too. Oh, every time I, mean, I saw him, no, I was like, like what? Up or down. Like, he was just like this. But with yeah, that's his clothes. style. That's his style. Yeah. Like, that's how he... Well, his that's style like, that's, needs to change. Well, I'm just saying, that <laughs> is his style. He had a show on TV. That's his I style. Know. And he does stand-up. That's his style. Like, that's how he delivers his jokes. Yeah. And I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. So I was excited to see, like, what he would bring to the table. Because, of course, if you're the host, it's like, you kind of set the stage for the whole show. So, I and there were a lot of funny watched, moments I, in the show. I would never watch anything that he did independently based on his performance there i wouldn't it did not turn me on to being like oh this guy is hilarious like he definitely has something i that didn't do it for me um i just think like it wasn't the right no no i was just gonna say I, I didn't feel like it was the right tone for hosting an award show it was you know, so like so very boring. laid back it and was so, chill yes. and i know first of all i felt his the pacing at the pacing across the stage, at one point, I thought he was just going to sashay himself off the stage. Like, I was literally like, you're so far off stage left. Like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, are you serving the food, too? I'm confused. Um, I did, however, like that in that initial, in his, like, introductory monologue, um, he did address the fact that he was like, they basically brought me on because I'm black. Because that was 100%. And I felt like that was the elephant in the room. And I felt like the way that he addressed it was very tasteful for him. And yet I also felt like it was going to put the Hollywood Foreign Press into like a ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. So good, which I also liked. Make him sweat. Make him sweat, so right? Like, yeah. I thought it was yeah, really I'm funny when he said um, that whoever had called him, you know, to tell him that he has to do the job and they did it because you're talented and this and that and the other thing. And and then he was like, so we got off the phone and, you know, he's black too. So, he, I, yeah. you know, obviously they didn't tell him why they hired him either. Like I thought that yeah, was very funny. That was funny. pretty I good. Did, I, that I had was a good pretty good. When he, when he said that. Um, I just feel like the monologue was very focused on that. And like, I feel yeah. like, you know, I, I don't like, I mean, bringing it up and addressing it. Absolutely. Because it's an issue, obviously. And like, you yeah, know, it's a big issue. Spend for they years, weren't yeah. on last year because of you know all of this not non inclusion stuff, up. and I get that. Yeah. But I feel like he just like you know the whole Kevin Hart that, thing that last was, year. That was pretty much it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was just pretty much it. That was his monologue. Was just based on that basically. Um, at the end, he did bring it in and be like, "I'm here because of all you people, and you're all immensely talented, and I'm I'm glad to be among you." And you know that's all great, but I just. I feel like he could have like worked at least one other topic yeah. into the monologue, you know? He, was, and, he and definitely did a lot of ego. He did that ego stroking moment, which I thought was very nice. Cause I would, you know, I would have done that too. I would have been like, I wants to be you. I want to be Beyonce. I want to be Ryan yep. Murphy. Like I want to be all these people. I felt like if he was going to be that casual, he could have taken it further. He could have come out in like jeans and a t-shirt at one point or like no shoes on, or they could have cut to him like, whitening his teeth because isn't didn't that isn't that what he said, <laughs> his monologue or whatever or like you know like doing his toenails like I felt like the, he could have done if he was going to be that casual I felt like they could have done more with that 
And him and the Rihanna thing is pissing me off too. Oh, <laughs> tell us how you feel about the Rihanna thing, Chris. What's going you on your mind with that? Up? Like, why you keep bringing her up? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, people love Rihanna. I, That's why people I will love Rihanna. Tell you, I, I have an answer. I understand they sit in a a thing, yeah, the a tables, yeah. right yeah. close. And she was right there. Like Brad right Pitt was there. right there. How many times did but, people mention Brad Pitt? So she was the. Oh yeah, they mentioned Brad Pitt a few times. You know what I mean? I mean, but I do think Rihanna. Brad Pitt was like. Motherfucking right, you mentioned my name. Rihanna's like, why? Why did you mention my name? Why are you mentioning my name too? Like me, like Nisi Nash. Why are you mentioning my name? Like I definitely like I when when it was Brad Pitt, he was like, guys, please, like I'm doing shots to my name is good. But like you could tell, yeah. Rihanna was like, what? I will. What I, I will cut him some slack. Yeah, Talk. yeah, and then that's the thing. It's his first time. It's such a big he, opportunity he, for him too to was, be doing this. Like like Ty just said, he missed it's it. Huge. hundred percent. It's like it's, it's for him to have this. Yeah, I'm I can't saying, imagine hosting the Golden Globes. No, obviously I'm yeah. we saw a lot. We've seen a lot of people host a lot of award shows, right? So like, we're all in a position of being like, we've seen it. It, it doesn't mean we've done it. I get it, but I just feel like I felt like the pacing was a lot. I felt like he did a lot of pacing. It was like too much, and I felt like he could have done was a little bit weird more. Yeah, like yeah. even yeah. when he was sitting there, like that a too, Brad Pitt was like right there in his face. And I would have been like, Brad, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, I was, yeah, yeah. I, was phone, I was like, waiting in my teeth, you get this? Like, I would have done, so I would have felt like I would have done just a little bit more in the fact that I'm getting $500,000, apparently. I would not have slept for six weeks. A lot weeks of money. And been like, <laughs> let's get this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, Ty, Ty, Ty said he, he is he is funny. I'm just I just said uh, yeah. Ty that it was, in, I mean, for he, like it, it was it was a different it was not the right pace for an award show in my opinion. Right. You know he is funny and I have seen his stand up before and I have seen the Carmichael's. Um, I I expected something a little bit different because it was an award show. I just it's a different format. I just expected him to like maybe have more energy or more. I I don't know. Right. I just, I just expected something else. You know, but I I have no beef with him. I think he's a very funny yeah. person. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, it just was a, it just seemed like it was very low energy. Oh my gosh, is there like earthquakes happening? Everything's moving. Yeah, um, like I just thought it was, it was just a weird tone for for an award show. You know. Yeah. I'm used to like. I mean, Ricky especially Gervais. compared to Ricky Gervais when he's well, like, I'm "You're an asshole. Like, You're an asshole. Like, Fuck you." Well, yeah, Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais, like, though. So. <laughs> when Tina Fey and what's her name, like when they hosted, and like. People. There are definitely, there's like an energy. And even like when Whoopi Goldberg did, like there's an energy Whoopi that Goldberg I felt like, Oscars. I understand. I'm saying award shows in general. I'm not just talking about the Golden Globes. I'm <laughs> saying in general, yeah, there is an to, energy that I feel like happens during award shows. And this wasn't that energy. It, it was, and maybe they weren't going for that. And that's fine because maybe they wanted it to be different. But, but it wasn't yeah. what I'm used to or what I necessarily like. But maybe we need to watch... Um, something of his that was well this didn't draw me into funny. that i know but i'm, I'm just happy they're back in person and they had a host again and yeah. they're pushing for like the oscars are having a host again this year too jimmy kimmel's coming back to do it so the yeah. fact that they're getting back to doing this again i think is a great thing moving it forward it's it just the energy is different always you know when you get people in the room and get them drinking and hanging out you know <laughs> it's yeah. it's just it's just a better vibe oh let's go into also- a little bit of the uh, the winners all right, you got something else to say, Sabrina? I, I was just gonna say, I, I really, I really liked that they like tried to play people off and nobody listened. I like, I liked I know. that everyone <laughs> had their time up there and they said what they wanted to say, and then they Michelle, left. Yo, like, especially. 
Yeah, she was like, shut up. I can beat your ass. Yeah. And I'm 60. So word. You know I like, they like, all said something to her, they, the piano uh, player, who was they, like, I'm yeah, trying to play the, the piano. The poor piano player. <laughs> It's like I'm getting gonna get fired if I don't start playing. If I don't start playing them off. She actually came out and said, "I I, I wasn't purposely trying to play people off during their acceptance speeches." And it's Even like, that's yeah, that's but that's that's your job because it's right. supposed to tell the people like, okay, you wrap it up, you know. They were like, but why? Kane, and pull, Kane and pull. Yeah. But but why do these shows? These shows are all about people having that moment. It's like, you know, honoring people's performance and all the hard work they've done. And they they push them off so fast. Here's here's what I say. Why don't they actually put more time, allocate more time on their schedule for these award shows? And maybe do less of these sketches. I know they want it to be a show, but it's an award show. It's supposed to people are supposed to have time to talk and thank, and that's the whole purpose of it. So when you when you see this happen, doesn't it make you like hate that? My feeling is. You know, yes, if you're the, if you are the four, if you've accepted your fourth award, keep that crap short. But yeah. if this yeah. is your first time and you have no idea if you're going to have a job tomorrow, mm. you think you're pinky toe, like you think whoever <laughs> you hit, chill out up there. Like if you're, she was what, she's what in her sixties or she just turned 60. Like yeah. give that bitch a minute. Like she needs yeah. a second and give it to her. You know what I'm saying? Like she don't know she's going to be back tomorrow. I yeah, always say that about award shows. It's so annoying. It's like you're there celebrating these actors and these directors and these, you know, creative people. Like that is what you're there for. Like, you know, and even if like in the Oscars, like whatever, like animate, there are certain awards that they do before the show because there's all this nonsense going on. Like if you're nominated for an Oscar, let me be in the room and accept the Oscar. Like, and yeah. not like do it beforehand before it's on TV. Like I've nominated for an Oscar. Like there's a lot of categories that they don't really pay much attention to. They always play people off when they're having their acceptance speeches. It's like, I don't care if you're makeup or wardrobe or an actor or a director or a sound mixer. Like you want a fucking Oscar. Say what you have to say, go up there and accept your, that's what the night is about. The night is about you. It's about your award. So cut all the bullshit in between and let whoever is accepting the award, accept the award. I I feel like they actually honored that on the Golden Globes for the most part. I loved that Ryan Murphy, had the um the trans actor from one of his shows stand up as she, as she had already received an award that was not televised to get recognition and to have yep. everyone stand and applaud her. Yeah. I loved that he did that. And I also loved that he mentioned all of the important people that he has worked with and their accomplishments and things that they said or things that motivated them. I love that. So I, and I a hundred percent agree. I'm like, you could have the award show and be like, Hey, listen, we're going to stream it for 74 hours. It's going to be a 74 (laughs) hour long event on Paramount plus. And then we're going to pick the three hour, like, you know, important where most people are going to watch it. And we're going to like splice that crap up, but it's going to be 74 hours because if you did, if you were like third makeup, artists from the left and you're going to get an award your parents might want to see it like other people yeah. might want to see it. so i think they might want to go and have that moment that's the thing you should have your moment and there's a lot of, uh, of people One that there's some upsets i know they talk about top gun maverick didn't get anything I'm singing a Whitney song. It's the three words of it he knows. Give me one, one <laughs> moment in time. Okay, we have to take the, the, the mic away from you. Yeah. But but even like Top Gun Maverick was up for best picture. It did not win, of course. That was like one of the highest grossing movies of the year. So what's that say about the Golden Globes? It's not based off numbers then. It's based off of 
of, of what? It's art, right? So Spielberg won Best Picture for The Fablemans. Um, have, have you seen that before, Chris and Joanna? Did you see that movie? We didn't get a chance to see that yet, but everyone's like raving about it. Didn't see The Fablemans. Here's what I'm going to say. And this is the moment I said to Chris earlier before we came on the air. I was like, are we going to, um, am I trying to keep it like diplomatic or like real? Because <laughs> how I really feel about the Golden Globes last night versus the Golden Globes clearly in the past. Well, we can't just ask you about the movie. Is that it wasn't, no, I said we didn't see it. Okay, but so no. that was the end of that comment. Now well, I was segueing. I mood. like to call it a nice segue. Well, he didn't segue. He's I segue. Brian, is it okay to segue? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Get in there, Joanna. Thank you. Jesus. So what I was going to say was, I think that my overall perspective of last <laughs> night was that it was not necessarily about art or about gross. It was about diversity. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I think last night was about. I think it was about the Hollywood Foreign Press being like, we obviously need to diversify. And so that's what we're going to do. Do you think that makes up for everything in the past, though? Like, I mean, the fact no. is, before they haven't, you know, and so like doing it now, does that make up for it? Can they ever make up for what they've done in the past? No, but here's the thing, too, and this is something that I know, like, it splits people a lot because I obviously am, am a white person, and so my perspective is always, I know it's shocking. I know. Put your glasses away or put them on and notice <laughs> me for who I am. Um, I think as a white person, everyone is going to say your white privilege and, you know, you know, maybe unconscious bias and all the things, but... And 100%, I do not believe that they have been diverse in the past. However, I feel like sometimes when you become hyper-focused on something, you then end up like splitting where other things are. Because I'm like, I don't 100% think that necessarily all of the people, and this is always the case, right? There's always reasons for why people win and people who give money to whomever and these backdoor deals and the whole thing. But I feel like if you're really focusing on ethnicity, um, that that and that's your focus, then whether or not it makes up for the past, that's going to be what you do. So it's like, of course, you know, the white dude might not win because we want to focus on diversity. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that seems to be the theme of what they were doing yesterday. That's how I felt about it. I just feel like they should never have gotten to this point. Like, honestly, it's like, it should be, it's always, it's always supposed to be behind, well, everyone, I guess it's a big facade. Like it's based off talent, but it hasn't been that it's just been based off. Like you said, it's like backdoor deals, favors, you know, people like people like give money. And also they they have all these like judges. They butter up to these judges too. That's been a thing that's happened for years. And it's like, and if they don't kiss these judges butts or, you know, the, 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 the form, they don't kiss their butts. They're like, well, we're not going to give you anything. Look at what happened with Brendan Fraser. He like boycotted it because of what happened to his past. And everyone's saying that his performance should be like the one, of course, uh, at a Austin Butler one for Elvis, which his performance was great. He can't lose that Elvis accent, apparently, if you watch the Golden Globes. Oh, it was really- <laughs> so weird. He, so he still weird. sounds like Elvis. I'm very much. I'm going to accept this award. I was like, oh, is it hot in here or is it just you? Like, no. <laughs> Oh, he I sounded 
Oh my God, no, he looked very unkempt too. Like he sounds face like he's from something. Tennessee. Is That's he from good. New York? Like I'm confused. <laughs> it's very weird. He oh, he man. must be I, method. I, he can call uh, me anytime. Yeah, he, he really got into it. Well, I'm going to rapid fire through some of these things, if you can help me, Sabrina. Just kind of telling people if they didn't watch some of the winners, actually. And then as we go along, if there's something we want to talk about quickly, you know, like maybe a speech or something that comes up. But I kind of want to sort of rapid fire through these fast. So here's who won last night. We're going to start with, um, I guess you could start with, I guess start with the top, best actor in television series. Okay, so the best actor in a television series, musical, or comedy is Jeremy Allen White for The Bear, which, by the way, if you haven't seen The Bear, check it out. It's on Netflix. It's amazing. Uh, uh, best Hulu. Original Hulu. Song. It's on Hulu, right? No, it's on Netflix. Oh, I is thought it was Hulu? on Hulu. I think it's Maybe Hulu. Maybe it's Hulu. Hulu or Netflix. I don't know. But yeah, I watched check it. it out. amazing. I thought it was Netflix. His speech was awesome, too. I know. I watched it on Netflix. Best original song in a motion picture, Natu Natu. Um, R -R -R. music by uh, yeah, music by two names I cannot pronounce, so please read it yourself. Um, best original score in a motion picture, Justin Hurwitz for Babylon Paramount Pictures. Uh, best supporting actor in a television series, Tyler James Williams for Abbott Elementary, ABC. Abbott Elementary came off as a big winner, by the way. It best really did. In a supporting role in any motion picture is Angela Bassett with conviction. And she won that Black Panther girl. Yeah, she won it with conviction. That's conviction. my girl. Yeah. Um, best actor Wait. in a supporting role in any motion motion picture is Ki uh Ki who uh, how do you say his real name? Ki who went Kwan? Ki yeah, Kwan. he was before oh, we he move was on. Fabulous. His, yeah, before we move on. He was wonderful. He was yeah. His oh. speech brought me to tears. Me too. I mean, think about he was, that. Like he was so he was talking about there were no roles. And, oh. Yeah, he, he was like, talking yeah. about there was no roles for him when he was yeah. And he yeah. gave up acting. He gave up acting and then came back to it now because of Crazy Rich Asians. And that brought him back to it. And he was able to actually get this role. And he wins a Golden Globe. It's, it's so touching. And he's he, one of those dudes where I'm like, you let him say whatever he wants to. Yep. Good. Like, thankfully, he was long as he wants. Yeah. I was like, let him talk for three hours. I don't even care. Like, I love him. He was yeah, amazing. he deserved it. And he was so good yeah. in that movie. If you haven't seen that movie, that movie is so good. It's so weird really though, too. It's so weird. It really <laughs> so Curtis good. was great too. Yeah. Um, and she had like hot dog fingers. Yeah, and I'll see. I also um, before he, we move on to oh continue. Go ahead, Sabrina. That he also um has like Steven Spielberg has kept in touch with him since Temple of Doom or whichever one of the Indiana Jones oh, movies he was in. Um and so he kept in touch with him every year. He like sends him a Christmas card or Christmas present every year still and keeps in touch with him. And that's why he gave him such a big thank you. Like he's been like an active part of his life since he was eight years old and in that movie. And I would also yeah. like to mention that he was also Data in Goonies. Okay. 50 dollar bill. Which was you awesome. Can, <laughs> if you just close his eyes, if you close your eyes and you listen to his voice, you can hear it. Like you're like, 100%, totally do. 100%. 100%. I didn't know it was him. I know it was him right away when I was watching in the movie. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, that's, that's data. And it's been so long. He had this great story. He had this great story where he said that when he was a kid, after he finished working in Indiana Jones, he invited Spielberg and George Lucas to his birthday party because his brother said, invite him, invite him. They didn't come. But George Lucas sent a U-Haul uh, truck full of Star Wars toys to his house. And, and, and Spielberg <laughs> sent a brand new huge CRT TV at the time with like all these movies on VHS and new, a new VCR too. So you can watch it. I'm that was kind of cool. Shut up. I'm totally I know, right? Like, send me some crap. <laughs> it was That's touching. Awesome. 
uh, before we move on to, I want to talk about the conviction thing we're doing because people are probably like, conviction, what's that about? Chris, uh, can you tell us what that means? Or do you not feel yeah. comfortable telling uh, that story? Angela, what did you do? What did you do? Nothing. I just <laughs> uh, Quick story. Angela Bassett won last night, and I found out that Golden Globes were on a Tuesday night, by the way, which is really weird. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Um, but she won, and she had directed an episode of American Horror Story, and I had to read offline. And she came up to me. And she was like, Chris, I need, and like the background was in the background. That's and fair. she was like, she go, she, she go, get, get, look, like, like this, like, it can't really, she go, Chris, <laughs> Chris, I need you to show me conviction. <laughs> like that, like that. And I was like, oh, it's, it's like it, I've lost my job. It's like she's like, I need to show them what they are going through. I need you to do that. Show them. And then scene. And then you did it with it, conviction. 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 You hear her saying that out there, everybody? And she, she is, is such an amazing she person, right? Best. She is one of the best actresses yeah. and people yeah, she's amazing she's amazing she's yeah. amazing she you yeah she's There's amazing. not enough to say she's amazing yeah. that was a, that was a funny time because she gave me a bruise on my uh shoulder shoulder <laughs> she gave me that conviction but, baby but it was a good bruise it was a good bruise yeah. <laughs> always a good bruise it was a good bruise yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go through a few more things. Thanks for that story, Chris. Appreciate it. I bet everybody loves it out there. And that's what you get here at Cruise Control: stories from people that actually work in the entertainment industry and interacting with these people that you think are so far out there, no one can touch them. Well, they're regular people working jobs, and a lot of us work with them day in and day out. But we're gonna go through a couple rapid fire things here with because we're getting close to the end of our show. I'm looking at my watch. We're almost out of time. So let's just go through and kind of go through the rest of the uh, the winners fast. You get it if you haven't seen the show. If you have a chance to check it out. So Sabrina, help me out with a few more of these here. And we'll kind of go yeah. rapid fire Hopefully fast. I can pronounce here. them. Best actress in a, a miniseries drama, Zendaya for Euphoria. Best actor in a motion picture drama, Austin Butler for Elvis. We said, Best yeah. motion picture animated, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I think it's very funny that we have to say his name before Pinocchio. It's not just Pinocchio. It's Guillermo del Toro's Guillermo Pinocchio. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yeah. And that's on, that is on Netflix. I don't know why I didn't yeah, say the check bear that out. when it was on. It didn't say. I, I was um, Hulu. Oh, it was Hulu. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, apparently, I'm not paying attention. Uh, best best actress in a motion picture, musical or comedy, is uh, Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Her speech was awesome, uh, like we said. Her speech was awesome. Best actor in a motion picture, musical or or comedy, is Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, which, by the way, I'm super excited to see. I loved um, uh, In Bruges, and I think it's going to be. Amazing, and it deserved it. Searchlight Pictures for that. Uh, best actress in a television series, musical, or a comedy is uh, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary on ABC. There's a lot. Um, Maybe we'll just say, you know, you can see the, but you know what? We'll do a list for the full results. But another, like, a couple big winners, like Spielberg, best director. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Blackbird won for best screenplay. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett, Blanchett for best actress for in the motion picture. 
Yeah. Julia Garner won for Ozark for yeah. Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, that. Kevin Cosner won for uh, Best Actor in a Television Series Drama for Yellowstone. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Like we said, Jennifer Coolidge won for White Lotus before. Um, shit. Yeah. White Lotus uh, also won for Best uh, Limited Series. Yeah, so which was a great, kind of great show if you haven't checked Evan it out. Peters Evan Peters won for Dahmer. Evan Peters. Another amazing yeah. I, I, I don't watch the, I didn't watch that. I did. She Very did. dark. Yeah. But yeah. Amazing. He was great. He was great. He was, he was so good. It was, I mean, it was traumatizing, but amazing. And then the big ones um, for Best Picture, The Fablemans, uh, for Drama, Musical or Comedy, Best Picture, The Banshees of, how do you say it? In Irshan? <laughs> I can't. Insurance. Yeah. Best TV series drama, House of the Dragon, and then best TV series musical or comedy, Abbott Elementary. Um, so yeah, like I, I think that Colin Farrell's speech was great. That was awesome. Michelle Yoak has said it was her, it was so touching how she went off about how she moved here and they made that joke about how when she learned the learned English on the plane because it said, Oh, you can speak English. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, She's like, I learned it from being on this plane. Yeah. Evan Peters, like we were saying, Evan Peters, like Chris and I have both worked with Evan. Evan's a great guy. He's so awesome. Like I was so happy for him when I heard that he won this. And then when I saw his speech, I was like, get it, Evan. Like he's such a great guy. Um, he deserves it. And that show was creepy and he did a great job, but it was, I mean, it's tough to watch. It really is. Chris, Joanna, did you see that show? Did you end up checking yeah. that out? It's painful. Um, I mean, it's definitely, I, I, you know, I, I was watching pieces of it every day over many days. And I was like, oh, God, it's like torturous. But at the same time, <laughs> you're drawn to it. You're like, I have to know what's like what happened. And I was like yeah. cross-referencing. That's when you know it's a good, when it's a good show, right? Because you're cross-referencing it with the truth. You're like, what's in the news? Like, what do we have? Yeah. Um, so I that loved it because thing. of that. And I can't imagine how he, I feel like this sometimes with actors, how they have to go to such a depth and do that for so consistent for like such a consistent period of time and not have it like really weigh them down in a way. Um, so I was super impressed with him. Amazing. But Brian, he can go, he can go in from like being that person. Yeah. And then you seeing him like, yeah, fine. Totally normal. Yeah. Evan, just Evan being like, yeah, it just like, he can come in and out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, like, on Horror Story, I remember one time, like, he's, like, playing a serial killer at that time. He's in a really dramatic yeah. scene. And then he, like, they say cut, and he comes up to me, and I was talking to him for a second, and he saw, like, it was during COVID, so I had a hand sanitizer dangling. He's like, I do the same thing, man. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's really good. Uh, he's He said, I was so happy for him, honestly. Like, Chris and he I have worked with him for years. He deserves, and he, he deserves it so bad. Yeah. Yeah, he's such a good person. So that was really, that made me really happy. Colin Farrell winning made me really happy because I like Colin Farrell a lot. I uh, like to hear his accent because he like never <laughs> yeah. an Irishman and he's Irish. So every time he opens his mouth when he's in real life, I'm like, sweet Jesus. Unlike Data, right? Who like you close your eyes and you're like, I see you every time. If I close my eyes and Colin Farrell talks for five minutes, I would have zero clues as to who he was. <laughs> so, I love it. It's just hysterical. Yeah, it was a great, I mean, a lot of great performances, a lot of great movies, TV shows. I watched House of the Dragon too. I thought that was a great, great series. So, I mean, they're coming back for more. So I I, I was, wasn't was surprised on that one either. But, you know, overall, 
it was a pretty good show. I was happy to see it back in person and have actual people there and joking and laughing and drinking, like I said, and just being normal again and making our way back that way. And hopefully the Oscars are good. Hopefully they are as well. Yeah. But but it's been a great show. Chris and Joanna, thank you for joining us. Yay. Really appreciate you being here. It, it was great having you. Hopefully we have you back again soon. Apparently a lot of people liked uh, liked you tonight. So we love having I'm you. I'm going to put so. that up there one more time. Great co-host. <laughs> <laughs> we paid them well. We paid them each 500000 so it's enjoyable. <laughs> You're getting that Carmichael money now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sabrina, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sabrina, thank you as always for being here. Really appreciate it as always. Everyone out there, thank you for watching. Thank you for watching After the Fact. Please like, subscribe, just share, 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 and hit that subscribe button. Honestly, it means a lot. You can find this show live on Audible Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any audio uh, audio podcast platform. Tomorrow you'll find it. You can find this right after the fact. You can watch it. Many episodes are coming up afterwards. Please subscribe again. Thank you so much for being here on Cruise Control. Chris and Joanna, thank you again. Sabrina, thank you. Thank you, guys. I wish we didn't have to go, but we got to go. All, All right. right. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. Bye. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Bye.